Well, let's do this. Why don't you grab your Bible? Grab your Bible and turn to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. We are officially entering the last chapter of Philippians today. In fact, we have three more Sundays after today in our series through Philippians. And the six verses that we're covering today are just perfect for us. Uh, They're perfect for us because really they serve as a summary of what we've been studying so far in the past months. Uh, And that's great because we're in summer. And I just realized people are here and there and gone and in and out. We've got a number of people that are gone this weekend as uh, everybody's kind of doing their last vacation uh, time before school gets started again. But it's also really a cool six verses because uh, I actually believe it's something I can cover in the next 15, 20 minutes here. Um, And so I'm thrilled about that. And maybe you are too. Uh, But here's what I want to do. I want to actually begin with the last verse in our text today, Philippians chapter 4, and let's look at verse 1. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and whom I long for, and who I long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I have to say this. We read that verse. And if you've been here through this series, all of that verse sounds so familiar. In fact, let me kind of sum it this way. Uh, The whole, uh, my brothers whom I love, my joy, chapter one, first half of chapter one. And then he talks about how you must stand firm as one in the Lord. That's middle of chapter one through chapter three, what we've been talking about. Let me just kind of summarize that real quickly. It all starts, the headline statement is Philippians chapter one, verse 27. Only worthily of the gospel, you must all be living. That's the headline statement. Only worthily of the gospel, you must all be living. And what does that look like? That looks like standing firm together as we saw in the text. And how do you stand firm? You only stand firm when you're standing firm side by side, arms linked together. That's what Paul is saying. Stand firm in the Lord side by side, not fearing, not being intimidated. Listen, running alone for Christ is an intimidating world. But when you're together with God's people, linked for real arm in arm, side by side, it's not so fearing. And then he goes on and he says, live that, work out your salvation like that, live it like Christ lived it. And then he talks about in chapter two, where it's like, kind of like Timothy and like Epaphroditus did. And then chapter three, Paul saying, oh, by the way, let me tell you my story of how the standing firm side by side, only worthily of the gospel we must all be living has come out in my own life. That's really all summed up in Philippians so far. And if we're going to stand firm side by side to be only worthily of the gospel, that means as we we talked briefly with last week, forgetting what's behind and pressing towards what's ahead. That's Philippians. And that's what he's talking about here. Therefore, my brothers whom I love and long for my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord. Okay, Doug, uh, that's to be our thing. And how do we do that? If we're to be only worthily, only worthily of the gospel people, how do we do that? Well, we've been talking about that for the last while because the Bible tells us about that. But here's one of the things that I love about the Bible. It repeats things. It actually repeats things because God understands, folks, it takes us time to get it. 
And we need to hear things again and again for us to be able to begin getting it and then get it some more and get it some more. And so what I'm going to be talking about in these 15 minutes here really is nothing new. It's things we've already covered, but this is a great time to be able to kind of re-come together and, and, and sum up what's been going on and how do we live only worthily. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do that. And in the text, it tells us two things. The first thing that we live only worthily and how we do that is by imitating, by imitating. Look at verse 17, chapter 3. Paul says, brothers... Join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Let me break some of this down here in this text. Uh, Keep your eyes on. It's looking out for. By the way, last week, do you remember Paul said, look out for, look out for the false teachers. If I were covering all of chapter, fully of chapter three, all the way through, you see, look out for, and then you come down here and you see another, keep your eyes on. Uh, Paul's following a flow of thought here. It fits together. And he's talking about here, keep your eyes on, but the word here has this idea of uh, keeping your eyes on to have a fixed gaze upon. For you hunters, it's putting the crosshairs on. That's what we're talking about. And not just quickly, but keeping them on and following. Following. In fact, the KJV, the King James Version, has it where it says, mark it. In other words, it's like there's something that keeping our eyes on. We're to be keeping our eyes on something and marking that thing. Uh, Well, what are we to keep our eyes on? On those who walk according to. So that means, oh, we're supposed to keep our eyes on people. Not buildings, not trees, not pets, uh, not things. But it's talking here, keep your eyes on people, but a certain kind of people. A certain kind of people is this, whose daily life is walking only worthily. Not perfect, but they're further down the road than you in their walk with Christ. People who are pressing towards the goal of living worthy. Look for them. Are you? Are you? I want for you to understand what Paul is talking here is not a suggestion. Paul is giving to all of these people. This isn't just a a thing to a person. This is a statement to a people, to a church. And Paul is saying, listen, you all, you are to keep your eyes on people that are only, who who are walking only worthily. Why are we supposed to do that? Well, the text tells us to imitate them, to mimic them. How you see them live worthily, live like that. And it's been so cool because Paul has made the statement, only worthily of the gospel you must all be living, standing firm, side by side, not fearing. Oh yeah, like Christ, like Timothy. I'm actually going in how my, it's laid out in my Bible. Like Christ, like Timothy, like Epaphroditus, and like my story came out. Like that. You're to be looking. Looking to find and looking to find to imitate. You must be an imitating people. And this is a you all call, not just a you call. Now, being an imitating people, being an imitating person requires, I'm listing out three things here. The first is no, K-N-O-W, no. You must know the call of what you want to be. 
If you're going to be an imitating person, you have to have the idea of what it is you are seeking to be. And here the text has been telling us, you and I are to be only worthily of the gospel, forgetting what's behind, pressing towards what's ahead, like Christ living people. Know that. I just want to ask this. Is that your thing? I'm not talking about, is that one of many things? I'm talking dead serious here because Paul is. Listen, would God say about you that, you know what? That is his thing. That is her thing. Is only living worthily of the gospel, is that your thing? Seriously, don't deceive yourself. Don't play a game. This is a real deal call here. Because if you don't know that's what you want to be, the rest of this is irrelevant. And the reason I'm so strong on it is because this flows in chapter 3, and Paul says his story, I counted the cost. He comes in and he says, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. I want to know Christ. That's a stake in the ground. Is that what you want to be for real? I'm pushing this one hard. Is it? Have you driven that stake? And I'm not just talking about the stake of receiving Christ as your Savior. I'm talking about that this is what I want my life to be, to be an only worthily living of the gospel person. No. Do you know that? Have you set that? Secondly, to be an imitating people, to be an imitating person, you have to look. That's what the text is talking about here. Look, look around you. Who around you is living just what I was saying? Who around you? Who around you is living? Here's actually the, the question before that. Are you even looking for that? Are you looking for that? Let me break this into four things. Four looking to imitate realities. Here's how you can answer if this is if you are actually someone who's really looking. Be, understand this. This kind of looking, it's proactive looking. It's proactive looking. It's actively looking for who to imitate. It's not sitting back and waiting for them to come to you. Well, the Bible says the Great Commission is, is that the mature people in Christ should go and, and, and seek. I want to tell you something. This text right here is talking to everybody, and this is your responsibility if you're in Christ. It's proactive looking. Are you looking or are you waiting? When's someone going to come alongside me? When's someone going to help me? When's someone just going to call me up out of the blue and say, hey, Doug, hey, hey, Bob, hey, whatever, will you? Can you? No, that's not talking about this. This is talking about you looking. Are you looking? I'm hitting this one so hard, friends, today in the short amount of time that I have because I'm telling you, you know what? I think what we're talking about is the reason that the church in America is so wimpy. It's because we want to be entertained. 
And it's because we don't want to go to church to be changed often. I'm just saying in big, big pictures here, I'm not accusing everyone. I'm just saying in general, we want to go to church so we can feel comfy and find Christian friends. I just want to tell you something. You don't see that in the text. Are we about people establishing friends? Absolutely. But I'm just going to tell you straight up here, as a senior pastor, that's down on my list. Because it's about people growing in their walk with Christ. That's the call. And so often today we have it where people are like, well, I don't want to be there. Or I don't want to do that because my friends aren't there. Can I just say this? So what? So stinking what? Can you tell I'm kind of cranked up about this? Who cares? Because the church isn't a place for finding friends. The church is the place where you become an imitator of Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. And looking is a proactive looking. Secondly, it's a placement looking. In other words, if I'm going to be someone who's looking, I have to place myself where I can see people, where I can actually see these kinds of people. Third, it's time looking. It's proactive, it's placement, and it's time looking. Uh, You don't know who to imitate without investing the time to be able to watch people. Just because I sit up here, do you know my life? And when you look around and you go, hey, are there some people here in the church that I attend on a regular basis that I'm looking out for and they walk with Christ? And I know that because I have actually seen that over some time. Friends, this doesn't happen on Sunday morning. This doesn't even necessarily happen in small group if you're not proactively looking for it. You can go to small group and sit there with the attitude of what are you going to do for me? This is talking about, you know what? I'm going to go to small group because that gives me a chance to be around people so I can look for people to imitate And to have them help me in my walk with Christ. Fourth, it's discerning looking. Put it this way. It's proactively placing yourself over a period of time to humbly discern out some only worthily living people for the purpose to imitate them. That's all that put together. Is that you? Let me just say that one more time. It's proactively placing yourself over a period of time to humbly discern out some only worthily living people so that you can imitate them. Is that you? I'm going at it fast and heavy because I got 15 minutes and I'm almost done with my time. What we're talking about here, it's not I attend a church. What we're talking about here is not I attend a small group. That's not what Paul is talking about here, friends. Paul is talking about he's wanting God's people to be the kind of people where you and I realize 
that we are to be growing in Christ. And the way that we do that is not only on our own, being people of the scriptures and so forth, but we have to be side by side, standing firm, looking out for people. Where's someone? Where's some people? Where's some individuals who I can imitate after? And I'm going to put myself to them, put myself to them, put myself to them. Otherwise, I'm just going to tell you what, your Christian life will probably be pretty just kind of floaty. This, I am convinced, is the deciphering difference between someone who just does church life for Christ and someone who gets afterlife with Christ. Proactively, who's, this is what I want to be. I'm looking for that. And third, I imitate that. I actually imitate that. I could know what I want to do and I could be proactively spending the time looking around, discerning out people that are like that and then just not do anything. But this is talking about go after and be like, learn from. This doesn't even necessarily mean getting together once a week for coffee in a formalized format. This is talking about being someone where I, ha- I want to learn from other people and I'm going to seek them out. And by the way here, the last is going to go real quick. Because Paul, I think here in essence, in the flow of the entirety context of chapter 3, tells us who to follow and who not to follow. Let's go. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example that you have in us. Verse 18 and 9, here's not not who to follow. For many of whom uh, I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end of destruction, their God is their belly. They do whatever they feel like and they glory in their shame with mindset on earthly things. Don't follow and imitate those people. Okay? Instead, here's the reality. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Listen, there's so many other things we can go here, but I'm trying to stay at this point of the start of the paragraph. Imitate people. Don't imitate people that are earthly people. Imitate citizenship of Christ people people who are only worthily of the gospel living it out. You want to follow those people, don't you? You want to follow those people. Those are the people you're looking. Are you looking for them? Or are you just floating through life? I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you. Are you looking for them and placing yourself around those kind of people? so that you can become like what they're doing. Keep your eyes on them. Oh yeah, we got the last point. How else? Imitating, and then second one, awaiting. By awaiting. Three, chapter 3, verse 20, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Awaiting, it's a patient eagerness. It's not simply a knowledge of knowing that Christ is returning, but it's a yearning. Friends, Jesus Christ is coming back. I don't care what people may say. I don't care if they mock. I don't care if they think it's ridiculous. This says that Jesus Christ is coming back. And the fact of that 
changes how I live today. Think about this. If I am one that is really realizing I am here awaiting the return of Christ, and it could be today, it could be this week, it could be this month, it could be this year, it could be in 10 years, but I do know this. Jesus Christ is coming back, whether I see him face to face because of death or upon his return, he's coming back, and until that point, I'm imitating. I'm awaiting, awaiting, and waiting, and I'm not just Waiting, awaiting. I'm awaiting, knowing the fact that his return is the motivation for me to today get after it. It is the thing that stirs me to want to do that. It is the thing that secures me to want to do that. Because he's coming back. And we live in the dot of the line of eternity. And our life point is just a little tiny dot. And he's coming back. And that should drive us to want to be the kind of people. Lord Jesus, I'm awaiting on you. And during the time that I'm awaiting on you, just like the text made the call, only worthily of the gospel of Christ, you must all be living. I want to be like Christ. I want to be like Timothy. I want to be like Epaphroditus, chapter three. I want to be like Paul. And then Paul says, do that same thing. Imitate while you await. Twenty minutes. Are you awaiting? I mean, does it really stir within you? Does it drive you and motivate you? Or has it become ho-hum? I'm just going to say this. If the awaiting has become ho-hum, the imitating will not happen. But when the awaiting is for real, the imitating becomes, why would I want to do anything else? We are called to be a people that knows what we're seeking to accomplish. Only worthily of the gospel, you must all be living, Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. And knowing that that's what I want to accomplish, we're to be looking for people. Who, 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 who are you placing yourself? Have you been investing the time to find people out that are further down that road than you are? Are you? If not, now's the time. You need to start planning yourself and you start investing the time and you digging people out and giving the time. Commit to doing that. God, show me some people. Help me see some people that are further along the road and I just want to start following them and imitating them and hanging around them and, and hearing from from them. And then all the entertainment and the friendship stuff, that's great, but that becomes so less important. I just want to be around the kind of people that can press me to more be like my Savior because He's coming any moment. That's what I want to be, is it? That's the call for today.